All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the P3D Podcast. This is episode four of the P3D Podcast. P3D stands for Discover, Develop, and Demonstrate. And that's our mission here at the Passage Church. We want to be followers of Jesus who make followers of Jesus where we live and where he leads. And today I've got back on the show, Pastor Matthew Walton. Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be back. Good to be back. I've enjoyed uh, hearing from some other folks, but good to be back today as well. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to be back in kind of the evangelism thing. Uh, We had uh, Elder Scott Hunt on a couple weeks ago talking about evangelism. And uh, today just wanted to uh, get into that with you a little bit. But first off, so tell me about last weekend. How was last weekend? Well, hey, you know, last weekend was awesome, but it was also really unique in that uh, last weekend we had no power. So 830, right? All the power goes out, which means no lights and all that kind of fun stuff, but no audio as well. And after doing a wreck at Wow Week, Wow Week, all week long outside screaming, um, talking real loud for a sermon for uh, an hour on Sunday. It wasn't what I was hoping for, but it, it worked. Yeah. Well, I know I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, 8.30, we were sitting there, we were trying to, like, finish practicing real quick inside, and uh, some things just weren't really gelling together, and then all of a sudden it was like, shoom, and everything went dark, uh, and so I thought it was kind of refreshing, it was pretty cool. It was really awesome to hear everybody, everybody's voice singing along mm-hmm. with worship, and uh, I don't know, it was really special, I thought it was cool. So, uh, with that, you mentioned WOW, uh, so last week was VBS. Which we so we call it week of worship, which is basically a VBS kind of thing, and uh, man, that was a great job done by our volunteers. I heard so many awesome things from uh, not just parents but the kids. I know my kids really enjoyed last week. So um, to all the volunteers, thank you so much for the time and the effort and just everything that went into it. There was a lot that went into that. Um, so good job to our volunteers. Yeah, great job. It was a win uh, for sure. And uh, we're excited and already looking forward to next year. People talking about, hey, what can we do next year? How can we make it better? How can we make it bigger? And so they're already talking for 2022. That's right. Wow, 2022. It's on. That's crazy. All right, so on to our discussion today. So uh, we, like I said, we had Scott on here the other day. He was talking about uh, evangelism, talking to people about Jesus. And it's hard uh, for some people to talk about Jesus. So why is it? so hard for people to talk about Jesus. Yeah, well, I'll say I think Scott did a great job, and Scott does a great job. He's, he's not just a guy who comes in here and talks about talking about Jesus. He's a guy who actually talks about Jesus in, in every area of his life. And so I think a couple reasons why we have this conversation is, is the first one is this. I think that, that, first of all, we have to recognize there's a spiritual warfare element that goes into having conversations with people about Jesus. That's with um, people who know truth and have, are followers of Jesus, but also those who don't know Jesus far from him. It's hard to have conversations with them about Jesus. I think primarily because there is a spiritual warfare element that you are fighting against the devil himself, like they, um, the, the forces of hell. Um, but you have the Holy Spirit in you, um, but there is that spiritual warfare element, number one, that leads into why it's hard to talk about uh, Jesus. The second reason why, why people struggle to talk about Jesus is that they, they, lack, a, they lack love. And here's what I mean by that. Their, their heart has kind of grown cold. Um, 
we, we make a decision to say yes to following Jesus with our lives and say, yes, I want to trust Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins. But we, we don't recognize sometimes that then the next day we make this decision to say, hey, I'm going to submit all of life to Jesus and I'm going to surrender to him and I'm going to follow him and I'm going to love him today by the way I live and the things that I do. And I'm going to make this reoccurring decision moment by moment, day by day. So we make the decision in the morning when we wake up. We make the decision after we eat lunch. We make the decision when we walk in the door at our home to love our children and our wives well. We, we make this reoccurring decision over and over again uh, to love and to surrender uh, to Jesus. And um, yeah, yes. go ahead. So, well, I was going to say back to your, your first point, uh, battling against the devil himself. So when people think uh, about spiritual warfare, uh, you know, it doesn't always look like a man with horns and a pointy tail coming at you like and making you do bad stuff and, and asking you, hey, do you want to follow me? Like clearly we would say no. Right? Like, that is not, I mean, that could be spiritual warfare, but, you know, like, it's, it's more subtle than that, right? It's in the little things that happen to us every day, which is where the second point comes in, that it's a constant thing every day um, to make those choices and to make that choice to follow Jesus, like you said, multiple times a day. Yeah, a guy named Jerry Bridges wrote a book years ago called Disciplines of Grace. And, uh, and in this book, he talks about the importance of preaching the gospel to ourselves, preaching our need for Jesus, and just being reminded throughout the day what Christ accomplished for us on the cross. Because we'll get into, if we're not careful, a thing of trying to earn our salvation. Uh, we're forgetting the, 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 this deep love that Christ has for us, that, that, that sent him to the cross on our behalf. All of these things, we just preach that to ourselves every day. And, and, and when we do that, um, one, one person says, Jeff Vanderstelt says, what affects you greatly creates great affections. And so if we recognize by preaching the gospel ourselves every day, the effect of Christ on the cross on our behalf um, will then create great affections in our hearts for, for God. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think leads to the, the, the next piece here is, is that, um, so somebody may say, well, how do I know if I have great affections for God? Well, I think one question we can ask ourselves is we're listening to this in the car, we're listening to this on a run. By the way, didn't know we had so many runners in the pastor's church. I'm going to have multiple people tell me, hey, I love plugging in the pastor's church as I go run, as hey, I'm running. Reals? Yes. All right. Um, so if that's you, keep going. Don't walk. Keep running. You got it. You're doing great. Yep. Um, but we'd ask this question. We ask the, the thing about um, what, do you, what do you talk about? What are the things that you talk about in life? And I think that is a great way to ask this question. Hey, do I have great affection for Jesus? What am I currently talking about? What's the content of what I talk about? Um, so, for example, um, Clayton is a, is a huge music buff. Um, he's a, a movie guy. Um, tell me, what, what movies and music do you find yourself talking about most, Clayton? Um, a lot of times I'm really talking about what we're going to play on Sunday. Okay. I, that's kind of my routine. Like whatever, whenever Jason sends the set list out, I kind of listen to the songs all week long and try to really get into them so I can, you know. All right. Okay. We'll go this way. Uh, favorite eighties movie. Oh man. Uh, there's so many, but I like stand by me. The lost boys. I, there's a lot of movies like that. Okay. That I like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and so we think about <laughs> movies, we can have those conversations, think about music and we talk about those that affect us greatly. And so those are the things we talk about. 
Um, so recently, the Hurricanes just got knocked out of the playoffs by Tampa Bay Lightning, and and and, and Alas. yeah, it was. I Alas. noticed you didn't wear your shirt this, this last. No, week. I didn't. I didn't wear my shirt, um, and that, that's all right. I have, have you it worn it since they the lost? No, I, I was saving it for next year. It's well, long sleeve. It's hot, it's hot outside. Um, but but here's here's the thing. During the playoffs, there was all this hype over the Hurricanes. And, and everywhere, if you want to talk to somebody, like you, that's a great end, the Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes didn't hold a class to say, when you talk about the Hurricanes, this is how you talk about the Hurricanes. These are the things you say. These are the things you do. This is how you fit the Hurricanes into the conversation at the line and target. No, things that people are affectionate towards become natural outflowing, and they don't have to hold a class for that. And people say, how do I talk about Jesus? Well, you recognize that Jesus has had great effect on all of life, and so that spills over into your conversation, and that affects you um, because you're affectionate about Christ. I feel like, so I thought of another 80s movie. Yeah, what do you got? Uh, Did you ever see that movie, Rad? No. Dude! Uh, So I used to be really into BMX, and so that movie, Rad... That's an 80s movie. Okay, okay. And, but but uh, so when I met somebody else, or when I hear somebody else talking about that movie Rad, like <clears throat> I met somebody at the fire department who also grew up loving that movie. So it was fantastic. We had that bond, and we just, it spilled over into our conversation, and that's all we talked about. It's Okay, so that spills over into, into our conversation, everything that we do. So when we get to a place, we're going to ask this question now. Uh, you might be saying, hey, all right, um, so what I've heard so far is what affects you greatly creates great affections for you. And we've asked the question, the things that I love are the things that I talk about. So the question might be for somebody listening, what if I'm not talking about Jesus? What if I'm not talking about Jesus? I think we ask a couple questions if that's where we sit right now. Number one, has Jesus and the news of what Christ accomplished for on the cross accomplished force on the cross has it affected us greatly we talked about that this week when the angels show have shown up there to the shepherds and they said bring you good news of great joy we said hey it's not uh you will never share the this as great news unless it's become great news to you personally yeah and so so what do you do when you find yourself in a place where you don't have great affections and you're just not talking about the things of God. And I think one of the things that we see is this, is we are challenged to go back to times in our life where we felt like we were loving the Lord greatly um, and consider and talk to ourselves about, man, the difference that Christ makes. So let me just ask you this question. Sure. Tell me about a time in your life where you felt like, man, the your walk with the Lord was as solid as it's ever been, you constantly were considering the things that Christ did for you on the cross, your love for him. And I would challenge as you answer this to people listening to think through that same thing. What was the time in your life where you like, you had great affection for Jesus? I would say probably, um, around 2000 and I don't know, nine, 2009, 2010, uh, Melissa and I were living in Durham and uh, we were going to the summer church, and we had uh, we got we had just got married in 2009, and uh, gosh, you know, we were part of this community. We were in a we were in a small group, and man, we were tight with them. Like it was a group of about probably six families, I guess. And I say families, but it was really the group started out as a young married group, 
And uh, so then we all started having babies and stuff. But it, it was just a time every, every week we met together regularly. We hung out regularly. The guys uh, spoke in each other's lives. And, man, we were just on fire. Like, I, I can remember reading on my lunch break. Uh, at my last job, on my lunch break, I would go to Brugger's Bagels. And I could not get enough Bible. Like, I would sit there and just read the entire hour on my lunch break. I'd scarf down my food. So it was really when I was in community with people and I was reading my Bible regularly. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, and I think about for, for my, like, I think back over the whole scope of my life, I think about um, when we were, when I was in college, it was a time that I really began to um, get serious about my relationship with Jesus. And, and it's funny, when I think we ask this question, a lot of people go back to a time where they, where they really were like the most, like, pursuing Christ the most, of course, in, in this. But for me, it was then. And, and man, we were convinced that we could reach our whole campus with the gospel. Yeah. We were convinced. And we didn't think about anything else. Um, uh, the group of guys that I hung out with as part of FCA, I was like, man, how can we get the gospel to every single person on our campus? What do you think gave you that fire? Yeah, I, I think, here, here's what I think it was. It was during that moment and during that time of my life was the first time in my life that I realized my great need for, for Jesus. And I saw for, the, for maybe the, the first time, because I always think up to that point, I kind of thought of myself as maybe a good person. Yeah. And, but once I got to the point where I saw and understood this great need that I had for God, this great need I had for the sacrifice of Jesus, that it was once I grasped that, and, and that's when the moment it became like good news, essential news to me, that I said, man, we've got to get this news that has impacted us so greatly to every single person that we could. And, and so that is when I think my affections for God were, the, were, were at its highest. And I think, um, and since then, that's been matched in, in different seasons of life. Right. I don't think it's ever been surpassed. Yeah. And so when you say matched, uh, the Christian life, like you go through peaks and they call I learned that phrase seasons. So that was something that was kind of new to me. It's kind of Christianese, right? Like I'm in this season of life and I'm going through this dry season or I'm going through this, you know, spiritually rich season. Um, it's kind of peaks and valleys, right? Yes. And, and so I think what we do is like in the moments of the valleys, we think about the attributes of God. I think we think about the, on those things that we know that we believe are true of God. Now, we may not be, be living like we believe them, but we know that they're true. And we think through and we consider who God is, what God has done. And we have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us and in a quiet place sit and just consider how God has been faithful, how God has been good, how, how who has God been in our life and taking time to get away and alone and just see who God is. Yeah. Um, and then also I would suggest to people, like if you're saying, hey, if you're in a moment or a season of dryness, I would say talk to yourself about how God has been faithful. Talk to yourself about your need for him. and But also take time and just read through the book of John. Read through the gospels and just see the way Jesus loved people. See the way he responded to people. See our need and see how he meets that need. Um, I think those things will stir our affections for him. Yeah, and so if you're in a state where uh, maybe some people just can't tell themselves that, 
they're having a, they're having trouble. They're they're having trouble telling themselves that truth. That is really when other people in your life. That's why it's important uh, that you build those relationships so that other people can speak truth into your life and say, "Hey, um, just speak the truth of the gospel." Right? Like you, Jesus paid for you on the cross. You are not worthless. You are somebody. You know, like Jesus died on the cross for you, and the devil is trying to tell you these truth, these untruths. He's the father of lies, and so having other people speaking truth into your life is essential. Yeah, and I think I would also add to that to say this: if you're a follower of Jesus and God has placed people in your life, and they are vocalizing things that are not true of them as a believer in Jesus, we can't let that go unchecked. Um, we have to say, hold on, wait a minute. This is who you say you are in Christ. This is what you said you believe about God and about God's love for you. Therefore, the things you're saying are biblically inconsistent. And because I love Jesus and I love you, I have to help you say that, see that you are living out a way that's not biblically consistent. And I've got to say those things yeah. to you. Now, we have got to be in the word ourselves to know those things to be able to identify them and then speak truth over them yeah you gotta you gotta know the, what a real dollar bill looks like before you know the counterfeit right every time that's right so that's right well cool man well uh excellent conversation today as you know tradition so far in four episodes this is the fourth episode we have to come up with a book recommendation or music recommendation for people to check out what you got Oh man! I him off guard. He didn't know. Yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this may not be for everybody. Um, our uh, one of the books that I'm reading is a book called Imperfect Pastor, um, which maybe you may not think well that has a lot of application in my life or whatever. But I posted a quote from it today, and in this quote, here's what here's what he said: We cannot do everything that needs to be done, which means that Jesus will teach us to live with the things that that we can neither control nor fix. And he says, this feels excruciating at times. We enter into situations every day knowing that we have no control and that our only true hope in which we place our confident faith is that God will do in this awkward silence what he alone can, can do according to his ability and love. And I love what he says. We enter situations every day knowing that we have no control and that our only true true hope is in him. And so a book that maybe you're thinking, I'm not going to read that, um, but it does have some application for everybody. So title and author? Imperfect Pastor, um, and it's Zach S. Wine. Awesome. Well, I will put that in the link below. Dude, thanks so much for uh, hanging out with me today and doing this P3D podcast. Yeah, let's stir our affections for, for the Lord, figure out what it is. So because when we are have great affections for him, when he's affected us greatly, then it becomes part of our conversation. So go talk about it. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any topics you'd like us to discuss on the P3D podcast, put them in the comments below. And uh, we will see you this weekend at church.